what is the process right now with, with this players as you wrap up the season and the guys and kind of discuss their, their outlook in the program? Uh, met with uh, the team on Monday. Um, coaches are meeting with players today, and then I will meet with every player um, tomorrow, Friday, and then if anything spills over in the next couple days. I've taken the last couple days and met with some of the seniors. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys, you know, not coming back, just trying to help them with their plans, making sure they have a good setup. But um, So every player will meet with, you know, um, their position coach, coordinator if they want, and then meet with me as well. Another process question. Um, when you think about how you review the previous season, uh, how do you kind of go about doing that? Um, and how has that maybe evolved since you started as a head coach? Uh, it's a great question. Um, I try to um, I try to look at it in a bunch of different lights. You know, I try to get feedback from the players as one. Feedback from the seniors, you know, like talking to Luke Reimer, you know, would you do it over again? <laughs> you know, um, Talking to talking to the older guys, um, getting 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 feedback from the staff, you know, um, not just the coaches but everybody in terms of the process and the way that we do things. You know, I I think when you come to a new place, you have to figure out that place and the rhythm of everything. And so, everything from the schedule to the meetings to you know, we have, we have a unique thing in that we're moving into a new building at some point. But um, just trying to get all the feel for that. And then I try to go back and look at um, the season. You know, I try not, uh, you know, obviously the football. Um, you know, right now a lot of it is the roster. But as we move, you know, there's not, there's not a ton of time really to, you know, you don't get too much time right now if you want to do a great job with the roster and with the current players. But when the emotion's gone and, and all that's done, I try to make sure I go back and look at everything and just sort of say, hey, you know, what did we do well? What did we not do well? But more importantly, why, right? Uh, why, why, why do we do these things well? Why do we do not, not do these things well? Um, when you have an ending the way we had, you have a tendency to dwell on the negative things. You know, I mean, Keith, Keith handed me a document of all the positive things that we had done, and that was probably pretty good for me to look at. You know, um, just to see all the growth, and then then you can then begin to attack. Hey, what are the other areas we have to grow in to, to make the jump that we want to make this year? Do you have to? Do you feel like you have to address the quarterback situation in the portal? By you going into the portal, um, I think that I think that the, the portal for me is uh, I either want to if we go to the portal I either want to get someone with multi at any position someone with multiple years I think is on caliber with the guys that we have or someone who's uh, instant impact upgrade you know like someone who can make a difference um, make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now so just 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 on the same page right so. Um, so let's, let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So, um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six, six or seven million dollar players playing for them. So, um, you know, we're 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 uh, we just kind of believe in we just kind of believe in doing things like the old school way, the hard way, building. But that doesn't mean we won't look at people in the portal. It doesn't mean it's just we did it last year, right? It just means um, they have to be clearly an impact player for us if they're like a one year player. Or they have to be someone that has multiple years to get in our program and develop. So, um, you know, when I go back and look at our quarterbacks this year, obviously, you know, everyone can look at the the negatives, the turnovers, and all those things. I also see a lot of positives. I saw a lot of positives in the way that Chuba played. I, I say to myself, if Chuba had, if Chuba had um, 
played more throughout the course of the year, would he be further along, right? For whatever, and for whatever reasons he didn't, right? You know, he got banged up and all those different things. Like, I think, I think Chuba has a high ceiling. When I look at Heinrich, I mean, Heinrich wasn't even in quarterback meetings last year. He wasn't even allowed to go to the meetings. So, like, I'm really proud of him. And um, I just think with further development, those guys have two years left. I think they're going to be good players. And so, um, you know, but I'm not, that's, I'm not stupid. It doesn't mean that I'm not looking for everything. I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to be very diligent about the process and um, making sure that, you know, we, th we always think long term um, unless someone's like a huge impact player. When you look back at Jeff's recruitment out of the portal and everything that happened from his initial recruitment all the way up to the end of the season, what sort of lessons can you take from that? Um, well, I'm never going to say anything that's going to sound at all, at all sound disrespectful towards a player. So, you know, um, I think Jeff's an amazing, amazing young man, an amazing human that was there for his teammates every step of the way. Um, you know, had we started off with a couple layup games, and you know he got some confidence, maybe things would have gone better. Um, you know, he um, he he uh, he's really talented, um, can run, dynamic, can make all the throws. You know, just turned the ball over too much. Um, and uh, but I love who he is. I love the person that he is. So in terms of in terms of you know kind of what what what's the what's the lesson from it? Um, I just think it's in, true for everyone. I, I work for a guy named Marty Herney, um, who was a longtime general manager of the Panthers, and it was with me. They got they got fired after one year and went to the Washington Redskins Commanders. Excuse me, Commanders. Um, and he said to me, "Hey Matt, just remember they're all fourth round picks. You know, like when you bring players in with like sort of this expectation, you know, they're all fourth round picks and they need time." And it's it's some you know some you look at some of the you look at some of the portal quarterbacks that are having a ton of success, Penix and Knicks and all those guys like they've been there for a while right they've had a couple of years to develop in that system you know and so I think there's a lot of things to it um, but I don't regret taking Jeff I think Jeff's been an amazing teammate and uh, I've loved having him here and um, I think he can he can do a lot of things to help a football team um, I wish we would have done a better job by him maybe in some ways it helped him more um, but I do think that. I do think that we all have a tendency sometimes, and this is not about Jeff, just in general, to like forget that if some of the guys that we have went into the portal, people would be going nuts trying to get them. You know, so like you just have to make sure that you 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 value your own roster with with as much um, respect as other people would if those guys went into the portal. If that makes sense, and so um, um, we're just we're just trying to learn as we go about how to manage the portal plus high school recruiting. Things happen every year with coaches, assistant coaches, and movement after the season. But if you have everybody, the option to have everybody back offensively on your staff, will you are, are you set with with the responsibilities the way that they were this year? Or would you look at potentially splitting up um, what Sat does between quarter, coaching the quarterbacks and coordinating the offense? Yeah, you know, um, I'm not I'm not I'm not ready to talk about that yet. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Um, you know, when I hired Sat, the goal was to have a quarterback coach and have Sat coach the tight ends. It didn't work out. Um, you know, I think in the first year at, at a place like this, you get pulled in a lot of directions. And um, um, whereas some people think some of our coaches do a bad job, sometimes I think they did a great job. You know, um, you know, um, um, like I, I, you know, like you know, Ter I think Terrence is a great young coach, but like I can coach. Let me be the D line coach, coach Nash and Ty and Jamari. Like those guys are grown and they played a lot of football. You know, so. Um, I think a lot of our coaches did, did some of their best coaching jobs of the year, um, best coaching jobs. Um, with that being said, with that being said, the process that we talked about with Sam, like I'm, I'm going to go through that process. And every year I'll do that. 
um, and just figure out, especially now as, as the rules have changed a little bit, and you can have analysts, and now we hope that the FOC will pass, that analysts can coach a position. I think it gives you some flexibility to bring in some experienced coaches to help. And maybe they can't help on game day, but they can help throughout the year. I, I don't even know why there's even a rule against it. Like, what's wrong with having people that want to help young people? I mean, so um, there's a lot of things in flux. You know, obviously, you know, because Tony's name's been thrown around a bunch. There's a lot of things like, you know, so instead of like, <coughs> why, why rush? Just, just, just wait and see what's right, you know. And um, part of that's having great conversations with the assistant coaches, which I did yesterday with some of them, you know, just, hey, what went right, what went wrong? And then just being really meticulous and making a really smart decision. Matt, you uh, talk about the, the dollars just addressing quarterbacks. It can be for any position, though. Is that frustrating, the way where we're at now, the dollars involved? Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it's not, no, no, you, you know, you change them, would you? I would not let people be able to buy people off another roster. It's so simple. Like, you think about you recruit somebody and you develop them for two years and then someone comes in and takes them, and then that coach gets fired. You know, it's like, well, he actually did a pretty good job, so... Um, you know, I, I just that part of it, but I think young people getting, um, I think I think the players getting a piece of you know their name, image, and likeness is that, that makes sense to me. 100% makes sense to me. I, there's not one part of me that's ever had a problem with it. You know, I mean, I was in the NFL, and you know, I was an assistant coach. Every player made more than me. I was a, as a head coach. Most of the players made more than me, or a lot of the players made more than me. Like they're the ones out there doing the work. I have no problem with that part of it. I just the the hey, let me come in and you know take you from the roster. That you know. That part is that part is uh, unique, but it is what it is. I know you don't completely control NIL, right? I think this is outside of the university's control, but broadly speaking, um, what do you hope in terms of who gets rewarded with NIL deals, respective to these three categories: returning players who have produced a lot for you, new recruits out of high school, players out of the transfer portal. Like, which of those would you hope are prioritized in a Matt rule? Um, I, uh, I, I, I want to be careful how I say that because I don't, you know, again, because you're right, like we, we can have, we can have no influence. We can't direct it. And, um, you know, I'm, you know, one thing I Bill Polian, I listened to Bill Polian talk when I was in the NFL and he said, make sure that the highest, the highest paid guy on your team is not someone, not a free agent who comes in from the outside. This is the NFL. Um, if you want to have a healthy locker room, let guys know that, hey, if you stay here, uh, what you, what you, what you do will be rewarded. Your name, image, and likeness is, is supposed to say that because of your name and what you do, people want to have you be associated with their business, their corporation, their charity, their foundation. So, um, yeah, I would always, always. I mean, I consider the guys on the team my guys. Right? I always want them to be taken care of. And then, that being said, we have to procure talent. We have to get guys to come in to make them our guys. Um, I just don't, you know, I, I'm just anxious to see, like, the teams in the college football playoff, how many of them – how many of them, um, you know, have guys who are, you know, the whole team, the, not, not one or two guys. I'm talking about the whole roster. Like, was it a massive overhaul or was it kind of a lot of, a lot of their own recruiting with some key additions? I think if you want to get to a certain spot, you should look at what those spots do. And, um, you know, I, you know my, my um, former, former coach of mine just got the Syracuse job and was at Georgia. And you look at Georgia, they're, they're mainly high school recruiting, right, and um, keeping their guys. And, and so I think there's – there's a lot to it, you know. I mean, like, this is only my first. So this is most guys only second or third year doing it. This will be my second year going through this process. Um, but the guys we brought in the portal last year, I want to make this like like they've been amazing parts of this team. I consider them. I consider Ben Scott. I consider MJ Sherman. I consider them. You know, our guys. You know, so um, 
I just want the guys on our team to know that if they stay here and they're loyal, you know, good things will happen to them. I'm sure that's true of Georgia, but of course Georgia probably has a really robust NIL program for the recruits, the kids that are coming out of high school. Is that something that you, you feel strongly about, or is that challenging in its own way? Um, well, I mean, I think that we're, we're going to play under the rules that are here now, right? So if there's if NIL is here to stay, which it is, then I think we're blessed to have 1890. Um, you know, I think they do things the right way, and um, they're helping us go get players. But, you know, Georgia's been recruiting well for a long time. Alabama has been recruiting well for a long time. I mean, um, we should recruit well, and we will recruit well. Where do you see things as they stand with Tony, Tony White right, right now? And how do you, how do you feel about, um, you know, his – obviously, he's, he's – been as you said, his name's been out there. So you, I'm sure you've talked to him. Where do you where do you feel it's at with him and the likelihood that he's he's back? Yeah, I'm, I don't want to speak for him. Um, you know, I've I've done everything I can to help him in terms of. I mean, I think wanting to wanting to be a head coach is awesome, right? And so, like I said last week, like anything I can do to help him become a head coach, I'm, I'm going to do. You know, like you know. Um, I've got two, you know, for Fran getting the job at Syracuse, two guys that work for me now as Power Five head coaches. That'd be awesome if Tony gets an opportunity. That'd be awesome too. With that being said, um, you know, I also, also I also think we'll be really good on defense again next year. And I think the opportunities that Tony has in front of him now will be there next year as well. I think he's an excellent coach. We have an excellent defensive staff, not just Rob, Terrence, and Coop, but uh, you know the, the the quality control coaches, Coach McGarry, uh, Phil Simpson. Uh, Josh Bringwell, Jack Matenza, Shevin Smith, I and mean, we have a really good young staff there too. So, my goal always was to. I've never liked coming in and having to always go out and hire outside people to come in. They, they, after a while, it can start to feel very like mercenary-ish. I like I've always liked hiring really good young people and growing them up through, and then trying to promote them. I think we have some guys there that can do that. But um, I'm hopeful for Tony that you know he finds if he if he that he gets the head coaching job that he wants you know and um but i do know that if if he doesn't get one this year then he'll have a chance to get one next year probably too for a couple guys who walked on senior day do you have any update on any of those guys or i mean what's your message to those those sort of veteran guys those guys ben Hart, ben scott you know as they think about what to do yeah i think ben scott's uh i think ben scott's probably here with us like he's he was in the weight room yesterday uh, so I think Ben's coming back for another year. Uh, Bryce, uh, whether it's Bryce, Gift, Bullock, I think they're probably trying to – all those guys are trying to make their minds up. You know, it's a big decision, right, when – especially when you, you're someone that, like, every NFL team's come in and asked about. You know, it's not like you're not – it's not like you're, you know, not getting interest, right? So it's, hey, do I leave now and go here, or do I try to come back and elevate my stock? Um, so we, we've just um, – been there for them, provided information for them. I tell every guy, like, be very, be, be, you know, really think about this before you decide to come back because the last thing I want is them to come back and then be like, man, I should have I gone. So I want, them to, I want them to follow their dreams and chase their dreams. Um, so uh, I think a lot of them are just kind of, again, you get, out, you get done with that game, you know, especially with the, the way the last, you know, four games went, you know, coming down to the wire, it's just emotional. I told everybody this week, like, man, go, go, <laughs> go play pickup basketball, go, Go hang out with your girlfriend, go to class, like get away for a few days, come back. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, GIF was in my office this morning. I think those guys, they'll announce it when they're ready and, you know, make a decision on what they want to do. Hey, Blaze, Gunnarsson, and Ty Hahn were two sophomores at Walker. Are they moving on or are they kind of at the same camp as far as they're No, no, they're, they're, they're done. Yeah, Ty's, um, Ty's got his degree. He's engaged. He's going back home to farm with his dad and going to open up a business, hopefully. And, I can't tell you. I can't tell you how much I I love and respect that young man. I mean, 
So it's one of the things where I, you know, I brought him in kind of like, hey, I heard you're not coming back. What's wrong? And he started, he started talking about being engaged and he's more mature than me, you know, like, um, you know, so he, uh, happy for him. And then, you know, Blaze, I think Blaze, Blaze has done a great job for us. You know, he's, he's uh, you know, always had just some injuries and battled through some things. And I think he's ready to just kind of move on, you know, um, uh, if that changes, you know, it might change at some point, but I think both those guys are done. A lot of the freshmen got on the field last year. Does that decrease some of the need for portal additions, you know, seeing the growth that they've made and the path towards playing time they carved out? Yeah, well, I, I just think um, if, you, if you're looking at kind of the guys we signed last year, right, and you're saying, well, you know, how did how did Jalen Lloyd do? What was the stat you said to me about Jalen Lloyd, like 350-yard, you know? Him and Marvin Harrison tied for the most 50-yard touchdown catches, and he didn't play the first however many games. And Malachi certainly belonged out there, every you know, making big plays and big blocks. And you know, Justin Evans, Jenkins, and Makai Bear, who you know were the previous class. You know, I get that. But the guys we recruited, Cam Lenhard and Prince Will and Ethan Nation. I mean, I don't know why we would just wouldn't keep trying to do that. You know, keep trying to bring in guys of that caliber, and again, try to make this be a place where you know they, they everything they want they can get here. Um, you have those guys over time. It's, uh, you know, Ethan Piper came into my office and was like, you know, you have these close losses down the stretch. And for the older guys, and for many of the people listening to this, it's like, man, another year of all these close losses. Oh, my gosh. For the younger guys, they don't know anything before. And for them, it's like, man, we were this close. Like, we got to get this much better. And so that sometimes is the benefit of playing some younger guys. Um, so I, the guys we redshirted, like I said, I've talked about Dylan Rogers and some DeAndre Barnes, a lot of those guys. I think there's an excellent, excellent group of guys, you know. James Williams, I mean, James Williams came to us in a portal camp, and he was one of our best edge pass rushers, and we redshirted him, and he's got th uh, three years left. Kai Wallen, he was really good early. We redshirted him, he's got three years left. So I, I just don't know why we wouldn't keep doing what we're doing in terms of, like, recruiting young players and developing them. Um, so, yeah, I think that does keep us – plus our roster is pretty maxed out. Like, we're not, like, at 75 where we have room for 10 guys. And just we're on the same page, like, you don't get to make people go in the portal. They got to want to go. Like, like, so, like, you know, it's not like – this thing only works one way. The players can transfer, but you can't say, you know, hey, you got to go. And I don't, I'm not here to do that. I'm not here in any way to impact young people's lives adversely. Like, if they want to be here, as long as they know, like, hey, this is your, this is your role, like, I tell them that. But um, I, I just think we have a lot of young talent. You know, like, even in that last game, Sua Lafotu got in, um, played on the D-line against Iowa. Um, Vincent Carroll Jackson played for the first time at Nose. And those guys didn't look out of place. I mean, we played pretty good defense in that game. So, um, I think that's just kind of our mindset. Like, let's just keep recruiting these good young players. Um, I remember in the summer, I think, Mitch, you, one of you guys asked me, like, you know, hey, some of these kind of unknown recruits, well, some of those guys now are getting a bunch of Power 5 offers. And these guys that we were on first, I said, well, just, you know, a lot of those guys now, they have other things. And it's at the point now where if someone's committed to us and they want to take some other visits, we have to almost let them go because we're over. You know, we're, we're just over. And we have to get the 85 scholarships. So there's a roster management piece to this that's, that's that's a challenge, um, but I, I like I like the way we've recruited. I like the guys that are here, and I like the young players that played this year. You alluded to it earlier, but the uh, the college recruiting game that you came back to is a lot different than the one you left. I mean, what, that first winter that you had last year, is there anything that you took away from that that you plan to apply this year after after having one under your belt? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, I think, uh, you know, just the, the, the numbers game's way different before. You know, there was a lot of limitations on who you could take and who you couldn't take. So just just managing the roster and managing, you know, I'm someone who's never been too caught up. Most coaches are very caught up in, we need five running backs, we need six of this. Like, I'm more like, 
like who are the who are the ones who are the blue dots who are the guys who can change the game and like I don't believe you can ever have too many D linemen you don't believe you can ever have too many O linemen so like you know you can to me you know you can find if you find a good one you take them so um, so with that being said like I think just kind of managing the new numbers and then obviously the portal and uh, the, the the ability to move of the players is uh, is different and I just had to get adjusted to it. I know you probably haven't. Is it good? Why don't you guys zoom in on him? Oh, man. <laughs> I can't stop it. <laughs> Why? That's the best thing that happened to me all day. <laughs> My gosh. I was listening on I know you haven't reviewed it completely, but just from the line of scrimmage perspective, offensive line, defensive line, how competitive were you guys this year, do you feel like, against the Big Ten? Um, I think that's a really good question. I thought def uh, defensive line-wise, I thought we were as good as anyone. I was disappointed we didn't have more guys make all-conference, but, you know, to the victor belongs the spoils. If you want to make all-conference, you better win a lot of games. So that that is what it is. But, you know, I thought Ty, Nash, those guys were as good as anybody. I thought the offensive line, I thought as, at the end of the year, got significantly better. I thought they improved um, with some major injuries, right? You know, Nuri coming off a knee, you know, losing Pipe. Well, you know, Pipe had, you know, three or four of the best blocks of the year. Um, losing Turner, guys having to step up. You know, you look at, like, look at Teddy. Teddy's never even really had a true, like, offseason in the weight room, you know, before last year. Um, so I just think for our offensive line, I think that they just have to lift. Um, they, they have to – they need another offseason. I think it's going to be really good for them. Um, uh, uh, Corey Campbell – uh, Kristen, our nutritionist, I think they do a great job. And I think I think um, as the year went on, the way we practice really benefited the offensive line. Um, but that that's the step to me this year is is, is our tight ends, our O-line. Um, just taking another step within the Big Ten um, and allowing us to allowing us to be physical, more physical uh, at the point of attack. Um, some of the young players I think are going to be really talented young players. You know, we, we have a young man who walked on last year, Grant Segrin, you know, who's – 240 when he, when he when we when he was recruited in like 295, uh, we have some really good young players, and I think that those guys are going to come on um, as well. So, but I thought we were competitive, but not you know not certainly at the level where you know at the end of the day, like when you look at all those close games, you you, you say to yourself like, well, we'd love to be able to control the line of scrimmage a little bit more, you know, and end games, you know, um, when you have a chance to, and um, um, that's again that's just the process of developing those guys. How do you feel about? running backs, and I asked specifically about them just because of Gabe and Ramirez coming off injuries Yeah, I think all signs with Gabe and Ramirez injuries were that they'll come back and be fine. You know, um, I thought Emmett did a great job um, and, and, and proved that he can he can be the guy. And I, you guys have heard me talk about Quentin Eyes. I think Quentin's, uh, I think Quentin's a star. Uh, you know, I think he's got a lot of talent. Um, we'd love to, we'd love to recruit one, but. Um, you know, it has to be the right one. Uh, so I think those four guys give us a really strong running back room. Um, I like those four guys. I love having a big back like Gabe. And obviously, Ramir, um, as a return man, as a guy catch the ball, the backfield can be explosive and dynamic. So I really liked, I really liked, I, li I like that room. I'm anxious, those guys, hopefully those guys come back completely healthy, but all signs are pointed in the right direction. Is Marcus Washington looking to get another year, or is he looking more of a chance of that happening? Yeah, Marcus, Marcus has asked us to... Uh, to um, to to look into that, um, it would be a pretty complicated waiver. So I think that they're but they're working through it. So I, I can't 
uh, saying I can't give any idea of what, whether that would happen or not. But he, like a lot of the older guys, want, would like to come back. Um, it's just a matter of if we can. Is the D line the place you feel most comfortable with? You have to take a position group where you do feel comfortable. Right now, would it be D line? Well, I mean, uh, uh, maybe, probably just because they're the group with the least amount of turnover, right? You know, you lose Blaze. Am I missing anybody else that we lose? You know, um, so I think that that's a group that um, that's a group that you have a lot of guys coming back at. And um, you know, I felt good about in the, in the fall when they were like, that was like the big question mark. I would I would say, guys, I'm telling you, I think we have a pretty good D line, and I think, like I said, for Sua to get in, for for Vincent to get in. Um, you know, Kai, Mason Goldman's, you know, going to be a really good player. I mean, there's a lot of really good young talent in that room, too. So I, I would probably say that that's a group that, you know, you feel pretty good about. There's a, a metric that um, called that labeled Nebraska as the unluckiest team in college football. And it's not the first time that Nebraska's been at the top of that list in, in recent years. How do, you, how do you digest that? And do you feel that that is an accurate description of where you guys are at with the type of close losses that you have? Yeah, I don't think we're unlucky at all. I think we have to get better. I mean, that's that to me. That's part of the problem. Like that's what I was saying earlier. Like, like for me, this is man. We came in our first year. We got way better on defense. We figured out how to run the ball on offense better. Played great special teams. Man, we turned the ball over too much. We didn't. You know, we didn't win fourth quarter games. We had we had we were five and seven. We had five games by, you know, basically three point. You know, three points or one went to overtime. I always count that as a one point loss. So by three points or less, like. I don't. I don't want our guys in any way f feeling victim. You know what I will fight for is like again. I've talked about before is again. I'm never going to complain about officiating. Replay bothers me. You know, replay bothers me that we lost 12 seconds in the last game when I'm standing on the field screaming, "Why is the clock not running?" Replay bothers me that you know there's the targeting that doesn't get overturned. And then Sunday they say you know that that bothers me. Um, but you know at the end of the day, like to be to be minus whatever we were minus 17, uh, you're lucky to be five and seven. And so. I won't make that the only storyline because that, that takes, you know, that, 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 that lets too many people off the hook. Like, everybody's got to get better. But I don't see us as unlucky at all. I see us as um, a, team that, a team that fought the hanging games that maybe, maybe if we wouldn't have fought as hard, we wouldn't have even been in, right? I mean, I, I watch some of the scores at the end of the year. I'm watching Maryland roll at the, at the end of the year. I'm watching, you know, Illinois Northwestern. They're scoring 45 points a game. I'm watching, you know, like, I think, I think we, we got in there. We competed in every game and fought and battled and had a chance in every game. It didn't, didn't make it happen down the stretch. So I don't think it's unlucky. I think it's like, hey, let's just go back. Let's go back. Let's go back through the same thing from a year. Um, let's get a little bit better in every area, and let's make close losses, close wins. And that's that's been my history. So I've tried to do. So there's – I mean, I'm already on to year two right now. I'm not even still on year one in my brain. I'm, I've already moved forward, and I'm ready to go. So Those turnovers, you know, they went all the way back to the spring game. When you look back at it now um, – so as you start to move in that direction toward next spring, like what can you do now? What can you do through the offseason to try to – I mean, I feel like we've asked a different version of this question every week, but what, what, what do you guys do to, to address that and try to fix it? Yeah, you know, um, it's a great question. All right, and it's really like one of, the, one of the questions that like I have to like really ponder because even, even through the course of the year, like I'd ask like – I'd ask Coach Brown, like what am I doing wrong, Coach? Like what are we doing wrong? Because I've never had this before. Um, and I would just, I would put, probably put it into two categories, you know, because the easy thing is like the coaches will say like, well, you know, if you, if you fumble the ball, you're not playing. Well, we really didn't, outside of the quarterbacks, we really didn't fumble the ball too many times. I mean, like that wasn't about this, an appropriate ratio, right? Like it was really the quarterbacks and the quarterback play. And so like the first thing, you know, get a new quarterback, get a new quarterback coach. I don't, 
I don't always think that that's necessarily right either. I mean, it might be right. I like to look through it and see it. I think, um, I think making the protection better. I think making the run game better. I think maybe simplifying a little bit of what we do now that we kind of know. You, you can't, I can't explain enough. Like, after you go through a year and you've seen the league and you've seen the conditions you play in, like, you're sitting here and you're like, man, okay, now I know exactly how to attack this. It's, it stinks that, you know, it kind of takes you a year. But, um, and again, we try to do it during the course of the year. Um, I'd love to have a year where we don't, where we only play one quarterback, where we don't start three quarterbacks, right? Like, that's a recipe for, that's a recipe for not being successful. Um, so I just think it's a lot, a lot of little things. But to, to your point, how we carry the football and hold the football will be at the, key, the, the center point of everything that we do. Like, when I look back sometimes, like at Temple, like, Back when we were just a young group of coaches that, you know, like every, every conditioning period, the offensive guys ran with the footballs. And as over time, as the sports science guys have been like, well, they need to do this and this, maybe we don't do that. I'm probably going to be a little more old school and carry the football. You know, I'm probably going to do some of those things. But I think the biggest thing we can do is in every way, whether it's the routes that we run, the wideouts that we play with, the protection that we do, the run game, is make sure that everything is bent on having our quarterbacks be the most successful that they can be. And... Um, um, that's, uh, that, that, that'll, that'll fall on me. That'll be my job. And, um, I'm excited to do it. Does Sims, uh, is, do you anticipate Sims coming back or is he going to graduate somewhere else? I, I don't, I meet with him tomorrow morning, so I don't, I don't know that yet. I, 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 I hate speaking for the players. You guys know that. Like, I think he's, I think he's loved being here and loved his time here, but, um, you know, um, I haven't spoken with him. Do you anticipate a lot of guys on Monday going in though? Do you know some names already at this point that will enter on Monday? Uh, I, no one's told me that they're going in. You know, I, I don't. I don't spend a lot of time in conjecture. This person said this to this person. I mean, if, if people do, they do. Um, um, and for some people, like, as I said before, it might. You know, some guys might not be playing here, and they might want to go in, into the portal. Um, you know, I think uh, I'll, I'll do my meetings with everybody, and it, we'll, they'll tell me what they think, and then you know that'll clean up. You know, that'll clean. I'll, I'll clean up my meetings with the guys, and we'll see what happens on Monday. And that that'll kind of clean up, you know, for me the roster, and then I know kind of how much space I have, and then I'll go make appropriate decisions in terms of who's you know who's replacing who. So, I think I think you know, you guys have asked me a lot about the portal versus high school. As I sit here and think about it, to me, it's more about I always want to take care and honor the guys that are here first. If guys decide to leave, then then I'm going to go fix the problem because they left. I'm just not going to tell a guy here to leave so that I can go get somebody else, and that's. Um, I want to be the guy that I promised all the parents I am in recruiting. So um, now I will tell a player, if you want to start, you're not going to start here. That's that's their decision. But I don't tell people they have to leave. Um, I, I want them I, if they want to be here and they want to be a part of this, then I want them to be here. So that's the balance. But I, I don't I don't have any names right now. I mean, I might sit there and say, well, maybe him, maybe, but that's never done me any good either. This year, we talked before the season about the fishbowl or whatever. Now that you have a year under your belt, other than maybe a reporter playing Christmas Carol, that. What have you learned about maybe the, the culture of Nebraska football? And, and, and has anything surprised you about maybe coverage or, or just the day-to-day? -day? Yeah, I don't, see, I don't see very much of the coverage. You know, like every once in a while my daughter, my, my, my youngest daughter will say like, Dad, there's a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube about you. And I'm like, oh, honey, don't listen to that, please. You know, um, I think it's great. I really do. I think it's great. I, I, um, I've never walked down the street or gone somewhere and seen someone, have someone be rude to me. Um, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to be my, I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be a coach. If anyone's mad at, at, at us with as hard as we work, then so be it. Right? We're, work, we're, we're doing everything we can to get this moved in the right direction. And if anyone thinks that this is a one-year deal, then 
God, you know, God bless them. Like this is a, this is a, this is a build. Like this is a complete and total build. Not, I'm not saying rebuild. I'm just saying we got to build this thing the right way and build the program. So, I'm proud of what we've done. I'm proud of the work that all the coaches and players have put in. Um, I think it's awesome that there's this much coverage. I think it's awesome. But you know, at your darkest moments, like you know, you're sitting there after that last game, and I, again, I wake up the next day and I'm just crushed for those seniors. And you know, you get a text from Eric Crouch. You get a text from guys. When you kind of go past like the hey, I'm saying something because it's on TV and you really get to people who, you know, even, you know, when you really just get to what people really think, but yeah, you might be like, how the heck do we have this many turnovers, Coach? But I think there's a lot of people that, um, a lot of people that, that value the way we're trying to do it and do it kind of the old school way. Well, I'm sitting there at practice before the last game and I've got, you know, Coach Darlington, Coach Solich, and, and Coach uh, Osborne all at practice. I think we're doing it the right way. So um, I think the, the amount of people that care, I, I think the fans are awesome. I think the support is awesome. I think... I think everything about it is great. It's what we signed up for. Um, so, you know, I uh, I couldn't be happier having been here, uh, having come here. It's been a great year for me. Um, but I am I am on year two, and um, you know, I said after the Colorado game, you know, we were zero two. I said this is kind of what you get when you hire me, right? You, you're just going to kind of try to do it the right way and not take quick fixes. And so, um, uh, I think we, we you know we got to five and seven. I'm, could not tell you how disappointed I am that we're not in a bowl game. Could not tell you how, like, soul-rockingly disappointed I am for our guys. But with that being said, I do believe, like, when I was 6-6 six and six at Temple in my second year, that not going to a bowl game ignited a fire within, like, me and the players. And the next year we won 10 games. And, and uh, I'm not making any predictions about next year. I'm just saying we will be a considerably better football team next year than we are this year. Your one was a lot about setting the standard, establishing a process, you know, instilling your culture. Now that you've had a year to do that, does anything kind of change going into year two? Because it's not as big of a focus because you've kind of done that in year one. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, when I was visiting with Reimer the other day, he was talking about, like, how much easier it'll be for everyone, you know, because they were, like, flipping out, like, you know, we have to do what? Everything was so new for them. Now everyone knows what to expect. I think the one key part, kind of what I was saying to Sam earlier, is I think, you come out of this year and you look at this landscape. You look at playing at Nebraska, you're coaching at Nebraska. You look at the recruiting picture. You look at NIL and the transfer portal. You look at our stadium. You look at everything from what side. In a year where signals is really important, being on the visitor sideline is probably not the best thing in the world, where they can see you from the press box, to, um, to uh, the wind, to the way we practice, to the class schedules. So to me, you go back and you're able to really say, okay, how do we maximize this situation, right? How do we make this the best it can be? But the biggest thing to me is um, everyone now kind of knows. They know the expectation. And I really think things become powerful when it goes from coach rules process or the coach's process to our process. And uh, if you – I just saw Jalen Lloyd on the way down here. I think he believes that this is his process and this is our process. And that's when you make the huge jump. So I expect us to make a huge jump this offseason and this year um, um, because we now have we now have stuff to look back on and we have stuff to go back and say, okay, how do we fix it? Um, that's that's uh, that to me is, you know, that to me is the, the, the key to making another jump this year. I think realistically, how many Huskers do you, do you expect to be drafted and how many Huskers do you expect to possibly make a um, I, I, that's a great question. I think we'll probably, I think we'll probably have between one and three guys drafted. Um, and I think, um, you know, maybe, um, 
I think probably maybe three to six guys in camp. And um, I think um, I think we have a lot of blue collar tough guys. You know, I think we have guys like Phelan Sanford who just down punts on the one all the time that NFL teams will bring into camp and then they'll like and then they'll, they'll have a chance. But um, yeah, I think I think you know Quentin will get drafted, and then maybe a couple other guys might get drafted. Um, and um, uh, some of these other guys are still waiting, making their decisions. So I think that would affect that. But probably probably that many. Friday's the day. I, I probably I usually hang back a little bit the first week, um, just again because of the portal, because of all those things. But even even back in the old days, I would hang back because I could only see each each person one time. I'll hang back a little bit the first week just to be around here. Um, then I'll get out some. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll hit the road Friday. All right, thanks everybody. Good to see you, everybody.